Row 8 and Arthas. The three of you have managed to survive the tunnels between Azara and what you were told was Kidova. As you are exiting the tunnels, well, I shouldn't say exiting the tunnels, as you are coming to the end of the tunnels, you come to a ladder that leads up to what appears to be a door not unlike the door you entered when you left Azara. You can hear voices above your head. What do you do? I'd like to try and lean in and listen to what they're saying. For you, it's certainly not hard. Your head is pretty much up against the ceiling at this point, so you can definitely put your ear up to the door. You can hear, it's a little mumbled, uh, muffled, but you can hear people talking about items missing from a shipment, something about Jerry's livestock missing another member of the flock. Hmm. Arthas, what do you hear? It sounds like a flock of Jerry's is missing. I'm sorry? Did you say a flock of Jerry's? That's what I thought I heard. Wait, what's a Jerry? I will turn and look at Roe and quirk an eyebrow. Honestly, Roe, I am not certain. Unless I am mistaken, I do not believe a Jerry is a type of creature. That said, I am not particularly well-versed with regional dialects and other common phrases, so perhaps the folks in this area call cows jerrys, chickens jerrys, or even sheep jerrys. I'm not really sure. Excuse me, flesh-deficient friend of ours. You're from this area. What's a jerry? Eight's not flesh-deficient. They're flesh-challenged. By flesh-deficient, were you referring to eight? Don't we have that half-corpse? Oh, were you referring to eight, or were you referring to the skull that you've been carrying around? The skull. Okay, all right. I have a different type of flesh. That's true. Yes, you have your dark wood core. Uh, last I knew it was a person, and not necessarily a thing? You keep flocks of people in Kidova. Well, no, we don't. Oh, okay. I was about to have a bit of an issue with you. I, why don't we just open the door? In most cases, I find that it is most polite to knock before entering any given room. So perhaps knocking would be the most polite way to show that we are here, Arthas. I uh, reach over and knock twice. The voices stop. And then you hear footsteps. One, two, three. And you hear the creak of the door opening. And what stands above you is a portly man with a little mustache and mutton chops. His brown hair kind of disheveled wearing a slightly greasy apron over his clothes. Uh, can I help you? Are you Jerry? The name's Reg. Are you looking for a Jerry? Never mind that. I'm Arthas. We've been traveling for some time and, uh... Uh-huh. We're looking to get out of these caves. Arthas, what's what's wrong? Uh, are, are they causing you trouble? No, he just looks a little confused. Right. Well, why don't you come up and we'll get this sorted out? I was told that 
the supply caravans were you know what just just come up and and reggie kind of backs up and allows you space to come up the ladder if you so choose i'll do that i will wait for my good friend ro to ascend before i leave sure i will follow i want to get out of these tunnels i'll turn and look at the tunnels one last time and with a flick of my spoon i will shake it out so that the light stops and i'll stow it and then i will climb the ladder and on my way up i will stand on the floor and close the door behind me do you leave bessie down in the tunnel oh no 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 arthas 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 simply arthas do you believe you could reach down and fish Bessie out of the hole? Dax, I'd like to make a brawn check on that. Sure, if you'd like. Go ahead and make it easy difficulty, so one purple. One success and two advantages. She is very docile. Easy enough. You're able to get, not that you need to, but you get down on your knees and you're able to reach down and pull Bessie and the few bags that are that are up. Now, remind me, you had put the skull in a bag on Bessie, or have you been carrying around this skull? Because I know where we last left off, you were carrying Arcturus, but have you continued to do so is my question. I mean, I think if we're getting tired of carrying Arcturus, but I want Bessie, if we need conversation, pick him up, talk to him. Uh, the, bulk, the bulk of his body is on Bessie, but like Arcturus, the talking part is has been moving around. So in this instance right now, Where's Arcturus's head? Because we know the body is stowed. I would have. I think. I think if Ro had asked the question, he would be like carrying him. Okay. The three of you and Bessie and this skull now stand in what is essentially a wooden warehouse. You can see that there are casks, there are sacks of grain and other other goods. You can see that there are glass bottles, there are wooden boxes and. Reggie stands there with two younger men, both of them with very ashy blonde hair, pale skin, gray eyes. They almost look like they could be twins, maybe at least brothers. Reggie turns to the two of them uh, and then turns to look at the three of you. I, I'm guessing you're going to want to stay at the inn. I, I, I'm taking a guess. For starters, probably. Not to respond to an awkward question with another one, but what time is it, sir? It's... Reggie stops and looks up. Uh, reaches into his pocket and pulls out this, this silver pocket watch. Flips it open. It's about four o'clock. Almost supper time. Almost quitting time. I will close the gap between myself and him when he pulls out the pocket watch. And I will lean in far too closely to inspect it. Then in that case, the response is, it's about four o'clock. It's about quitting time. Oh, I... Hello? That is absolutely fascinating. Would you mind if I take a closer look at that? What's so weird about a pocket watch, Eight? A pocket watch? Why would one watch their pocket? Oh. 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 Those aren't common around here, are they? Are what common around here? It's a method to tell time 
over that, that are fairly common in Bakura. I did not realize it's quite the commodity here in the East. Oh, previously I stayed at an inn where there was what they called a, and I make air quotes, mantle clock, which also kept time in a manner similar to what you are referencing. Would this perhaps be a more portable version of the quote, mantle clock? And I make air quotes when I say that again. I, I, I smile and like, right on, right on the money there. Reggie nods very slowly with a smile, eyes fixed on you eight, still trying to understand what the heck is going on and why you are so fascinated with this pocket watch. I must be staring. I have been told that I make people uncomfortable when I stare. And you look quite uncomfortable. I have seen that face before. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest a little bit. I have one more question for you. And I'll whisper this question. Is this Kidova? No. And with that, we're going to turn to someone else. What? Big Mood. Out of curiosity, what is the name of this little town that lies at the foot of Kidova? It's called Westbridge. That's that's what it said on the sign when I came in anyway. Your other sign's not lying, so probably Westbridge. Westbridge. Now, Big Mood, how long have you been here? When did you arrive? Earlier this morning. Okay. And what are you doing right now? Right now, I'm sitting at a local tavern. Yeah, I'm just sitting there. I've got I've got an ale, and I'm just waiting. What does Big Mood look like? I'm a seven and a half foot tall blackbird minotaur with uh, big white horns that curve forward. Uh, I've got some overalls on, a comfortable looking flannel shirt underneath, or sort of a, a farmer vibe, if you will. Uh, next to me on the table, or it's kind of leaned up against the table, there's a large wagon wheel for some reason. And there is a garden hoe leaned up against the wall next to the table. And there's also a small cheese plate in front of me that has been left untouched. A young woman with bright, bouncy, blonde curls walks up to you. Oh, you haven't really touched your cheese plate. Is there something wrong? Uh, no, no. It's it, it's uh, a lovely cheese plate. A lot, of, a lot of times I go into places like this and they're like, what's a cheese plate? And so that you even knew what it is uh, puts you ahead of the game. So kudos to you and your establishment on that. Um, this isn't for me. It's um, it's for, for some other folks. But I just wanted to have it ready because I'm not sure when they're going to show up. So, Oh. Um, I don't have a pocket watch or anything, so I don't even know what time it is. Oh. Well, that's... Not a lot of people do. So, um, okay. Well, uh, do you, do you need a refresher on your ale? Should I bring over more drinks? Are they going to be here soon? Uh, I, I mean, I hope so. Um, I'll, I'll take another another ale, sure. If you've got a, a larger um, vessel for the ale, that would be great. Um, this one, it's it's not your fault. I just, I got uh, sausage fingers. So it's really hard to get kind of a good hold on this, this size of a mug. Hmm. Um, I might have an empty whiskey cask 
they they tend to be a little larger than the pint and a um, little rounder. Would that would that work a little better? Yep, that get some of that whiskey flavor in the ale. That sounds that sounds delightful. Okay, you're a credit to the profession. Oh well, thank you. Just kind of um, shies a little bit at the compliment and and walks off. It is about this time, big mood, as you watch this server walk away from your table, that you see a man enter the tavern, blonde hair, gray eyes, very pale skin, uh, apron, covering his clothes. He stops when he opens the door, turns to say something behind him, and then moves into the room, and behind him, you see eight. You are led to this tavern by one of Reggie's assistants, Mark, his name was. He walks up to the tavern door, turns to you and says, all right, I mean, this is the only tavern and inn in Westbridge, so I, I'm sure Nora has a couple of spare rooms. Turns and looks at Arthas, maybe an empty space in the stable, I'm not really sure. Uh, but here, he opens the door and then walks in. So eight, you now have this open door to a tavern. You can see that there are some people sitting at some tables, a bar at the far end, a fireplace roaring. What do you do? I will allow my companions to go in before me. I will take that cue. Ro immediately smells the food. Oh my God, yes, food, food. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Thank you, eight, excuse me. And rushes over to uh, I, I rush over to the um uh, I, I don't know there's a counter or bar or, or something and yeah there's a bar yeah excuse me do you have any anything e eggs meats veg vegetables anything I would like a plate of whatever you, whatever you have a young woman with bright bouncing blonde curls who seems to be pouring ale into a empty whiskey barrel stops and looks up at you uh yeah I, I can get you pretty much anything you want um yeah here why don't you take a seat and I'll, I'll I just have to deliver this ale to to that um gentleman over there and and I will be right back and as as uh the the young one points to the seat and says we have anything uh I immediately like my my expression just kind of like changes and tears well up in my eyes as I take the seat, thank you. I take I, I take the menu and start reading it, wiping my eyes. That's oh, beautiful. I'll take my seat next to Row, and realize that this place is accommodating. Clearly, watching the waitress pour all of that alcohol into a an empty cask. Do me a favor real quick and roll me a coordination check because unlike Azara, where a lot of the buildings were made out of old warehouses, this is indeed a standard size tavern. So the door is not as large and I want to see if you can get through the door successfully. Uh, give it to me at average difficulty, please. Oh boy. One failure and a threat. Okay. Why don't you describe to me what happens when you fail to successfully get through this door unscathed? So how low are the ceilings? So the ceiling itself is maybe 30 feet. It's the door that is probably only nine feet tall. Is there any decoration on top of the door? Like um, 
horns, a picture frame, anything like that, or a nameplate. Why don't we say that there's a, a set of big horns? Well, those are on the ground now. Maybe they kind of fall down and land pointed in into the floor, nearly missing your feet. Why don't you take a strain? Because that was a close call. Perfect. I will say that after that, you do manage to get through the door. Yeah. Eight. You have watched Arthas struggle through the door. You've watched Ro walk through the door and head immediately for the bar. I wanted my companions to go through the door first. I turned to Bessie and I put my hands on both sides of her metallic muzzle and I cradle them very delicately. And I kind of stroke with one hand on the flat side of her face. And I say, you have been such a brave mechanical pack mule. I am so proud of you. And I will take the lead and tie it to a hitching post that I assume is probably outside of the building here. Point of order. Where's Arcturus? Is it is Arcturus still with you, Ro? Oh, yes. He's he's in my pack. Okay. I turn to Arcturus's body and I kind of position it upright in the pack so that like the arms are hanging out. And I just say, Arcturus. If anyone attempts to bother Bessie, please wave and fend them off. Thank you. And I will turn and enter the door and go into the inn. I see my friends are at the table. They obviously want to eat and drink. That is not something that is entirely important to me at this point. So I will work on securing accommodations. Okay. So I approach the bar as well. And also, I will be scanning the room to see who else is in here. Because, well, there's a giant, Kim, a f person from far west, and me. We are oddities, generally. So I want to see what other oddities might be in this location. Looking around the room, you watch as a young woman with bouncing blonde curls walks over to a table where a unusually looking individual sits uh, almost an upright walking cow there are a couple of humans that are sitting at a, another table and there's a there's a dwarf drinking ale it appears by one of the windows other than that, I mean, it, it's not a, it's not like it's a packed bar. It's it's about dinner time, but it also this is also a location where travel is not normal at this time of year. So you you kind of anticipate that might be a little dead. Well, wonderful. I will probably stare for a moment at the Jerry at the table, and seeing the horns and everything, uh, uh, and remembering our conversation with. Reggie and Arthas's confusion, I will say, oh, that appears to be a large bovine creature. Perhaps in this region they call them a Jerry. I will have to ask at some point, and I'll, I'll just stand and wait at the, the bar top, just staring completely nonplussed to be waiting. At the Jerry? No, just I'm like I stare at Big Mood for a little bit and then after I say that to myself I just turn towards behind the bar top and I will just stand and stare basically unblinking, unflinching, just waiting for someone to approach me. Okay. Big Mood, the server comes back with your whiskey cask. 
All right. Hopefully this uh is more suited to your liking. Yeah, this is this is, this is perfect. Thank you. Thank you again for for the accommodation. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And if uh, there's anything else you need, just just call up for Nora, all right? Nora, okay. I'll do that. Perfect. Uh, okay. She heads back over to the bar and Oh, hey, Nora. Turn... Oh, yeah, yes. Yes. She turns immediately turns back and rushes back over to your table. Do you um you ever do any adventuring? Like recreationally or otherwise, just out of curiosity. I'm not gonna lie, warrior. And Ren can choose to cut this on the episode or not, but it really just sounds like Big Moo just asked Nora if she does drugs. Oh really? <laughs> do you do any adventuring, you know, recreationally or otherwise? <laughs> Dungeoneering is a gateway drug, clearly. It really is. It, it leads to all questing, yeah. you know. Um, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it's no longer make a streetwise check. It's make a knowledge dungeoneering check. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Right? So Nora kind of brings her hands together and looks like she's almost like picking at her nails. Um, no, I, I, I've always been very happy here in Westridge. I've never had any reason to go out and... You know, because I mean, exploring can be very dangerous. Yeah. Why? Oh, I, I was just—I was just curious. Um, I've—I've I've, I've been the same way my whole life. Just you know, I'm—I'm I'm content doing my own thing. I like flowers. Um, you know, you like certain people, which is which is cool and valid. Um, I just—I was just curious. I'm—I'm I'm trying to find some folks to uh, help me with the thing. So I thought maybe since you've been so nice that you'd be able to, but. Uh, it's okay. You, you don't. You did more than, more than I could have imagined. So, thanks. Oh, well, if if that's what you're looking for, maybe I could, um, you know, as people come into the tavern, I could I could see if they would be willing to help. You never know. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You probably know folks around here who do that. So that'd be great. I'd love that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll, I'll keep an ear open. Okay. She starts to walk back towards the bar a little slower, just in case Big Mood decides to stop her again. When she gets around the bar top, she comes to you row first because you had expressed an interest in getting some food. So, what can I get you? Yes, I'll have the home fries, potatoes, the sausage, um, three eggs, uh, four slices of toast, and any any sort of drink you might you might have. Uh, we have some ale, we have some whiskey, and we have some water. And ale would be wonderful. Okay. And uh, what about you? And she turns to you, Arthas. Did I notice there's beef on the menu? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's jerky. There's, uh, you know, there's pretty much almost anything you can think of. Okay. I noticed that there's a minotaur in here. I've never seen one, but I'm going to assume that it's not exactly polite to have hamburger in that company. So I'll take your entire supply of sausages. The... The entire supply? Yes. He knows what he's about. We just got a shipment in from the supply caravans from Azara. Um, I will have to talk to... Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, she turns to you, Eight. And what can I get for you? Anything? I've been just staring, stock still, straight ahead. And basically jerk awake almost and turn and look directly at 
this woman. Hello, I am eight, and I'll motion with my hand, and these are my traveling companions. We have just had a long, arduous journey through the tunnels that lead underground to this town. And I must say, my companions are quite tired and footsore. We require accommodations for resting this evening in your lovely establishment. Is this something you can arrange? I have a few rooms open, but I don't know. And at this point, she kind of side eyes Arthas. I don't know if everyone will fit. Um, I might be able to clear open some room in the stables. I'm, I'm sorry if that's not really, that's the best I can do. A follow-up question. And I'll kind of just gesture broadly to the room behind me. This room is rather large. Do you have an extra blanket and pillow? Perhaps it would be acceptable for my companion to sleep in a warm building rather than out in a stable. She turns and looks at Arthas. I might be able to close the, the bar early tonight to allow some rest. Would that be okay with you? Certainly. And, uh, eight, do you want anything to eat? I require no sustenance. That said, I would be most appreciative if you can do all that you can to assist my companions in fulfilling their consumption-based necessities. She nods and starts to walk away from the bar, but then stops. Turns back around. I'm sorry, did you say that you came from the tunnels? Yes. Your memory serves you well. I did just say that. But... But you're not part of the supply caravans? Oh, no. We are on a long journey to Kidova. I am told that this town is not Kidova, so we will be staying overnight before we move onward. I suppose you could say we are on an adventure or quest of sorts. Okay. She leaves, and instead of turning left to go into the kitchen, she walks by your table, Big Mood, acting as if she were checking on your cheese plate and whispers in your ear, couple of adventurers at the bar top might want to go talk to them and then as she finishes circling the table heads off to the kitchen to get bro and arthas's orders sort of jolts out of the uh focused reverie i was in i was uh taking the uh handle on the wagon wheel off and uh tying it to the cask so i would be able to pick it up black and bug um but I stop that work and I look over toward uh, the direction she pointed out. And uh, how how far away would you say is my table from where they're seated? Maybe 15 feet. Okay. Uh, I sort of I shift a little awkwardly in uh, the two chairs that I'm sitting on. I'm a little thick. And um, just sort of in that direction, uh, well, hey, um, you, you like cheese? I might. I look around, oh, and then nod my head as Arthas uh, says I might. Oh, well, well, uh, if you, if you want to, uh, sit over here, I've, I've got some for the table. Um, there's plenty of seats. If you're hungry, you, you look a little hungry. I get up from my seat rush over. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, hello, I'm Ro, as I take one. Oh. Mm, this is delicious. Thank you. And, uh, 
this isn't poison, is it? Um, I, I haven't had any yet, but it's not by design. Willing to take that risk and sit down. And uh, you are good stranger. I'm a, a Ferdinand Moody. Uh, folks call me Big Mood. Just got to town. Uh, you, you just get to town too, or? Yes, yes, quite. It's been quite the journey. Um, this, these are my friends over there at the at, at the bar is Ace and Arthas. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I know you. I haven't quite memorized your epithets quite yet. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. Um. Eight. You said okay. Eight was. Eight was sort of staring at me earlier, and so I get that a lot. But um. Um. I was trying not to stare back because. I mean, I was taught that it's rude, but I don't—I don't know how that works everywhere. They do that. They are learning. Okay, that's fine. I'm—I'm I'm learning too. So um, we can maybe we can learn together. Uh, he sort of waves over to—I uh, sort of wave over to Arthas and uh, eight, like, "Hi, um, you should come over. I'm—I'm uh, I'm Ferdinand Moody. Um, your friend likes my cheese. It's great cheese. Nice to meet you, Ferdinand." I'm Arthas, Boston, Wapney, Denevi, Marston, Thurlow, Lilford, the champion of Offham, Triumphant of Azura. Wow. Or Arthas. It's a lot. I have turned away from the bar, hearing all of your jabbering, and I will walk across the floor a little bit tentatively, looking directly at Big Mood, and hearing you say I was staring earlier. I kind of look down to the floor, and... I kind of clasp my hands together. I have giant gauntleted hands with big wooden fingers. They're kind of like three sausages affixed to a wood palm. And I simply say, my apologies, Ferdinand Moody. I did not mean to stare. I was simply intrigued by your appearance for I have seen dairy cows before. I have seen steers before. I have even seen bison but I have never, ever in all of my life seen a creature such as yourself that walks upright in this manner. Out of curiosity, do you call yourself Jerry for any reason? Um, no. Um, I've got a, got a friend named Jerry. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, but, but I've never called myself Jerry. Well, that's fantastic. See, we heard that someone named Jerry has gone missing. So, I was simply inquiring as to whether you were a Jerry or not. And second, I have one more question for you before I take my seat. And I, like, pull one of the chairs back. You said you ordered cheese for the table? Yeah. I was not certain that tables consume any food. Is this a regional thing? Eight, eight. It's, it's... It's a thing. It's it's just a, a, a turn of phrase. Like, y you order for the group, but instead it's for the table. Big Mood, you hear this noise coming from not one of the three people you were talking to. Do you hear that? Oh, that may be our timeless companion. Oh, perhaps Arcturus would like some cheese. Oh, okay. Um, are they... Are they invisible? Uh, my apologies. We do have another companion with us. <clears throat> As I reach, reach back my pack, lay a very pristine looking white skull onto the table. Oh, 
Oh wow, okay. Um is that, that can talk? Yes, I can talk. Uh, oh I'm I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to speak about you in the third person. This is our friend Arcturus. Big mood, just for your understanding, every time that the skull does talk, it actually does move its jaw. So it's not like it's just the skull and you're hearing this voice. Arcturus talks quite a lot for someone of his condition. I did tell you, Eight, I've been without company for a hundred years. I understand. I was also devoid of companionship for a considerable period of time. Yes, and look how much you talk. So I don't think you should really judge. Arcturus, please, would you like some cheese? Maybe it might lift your spirits. <sighs> You're right, that was quite rude of me. After all, the three of you did rescue me. Oh, I apologize, Eight. I'm just... Yes, I would like some cheese. Uh, eight, if you'll forgive my outburst. There's nothing to forgive. You are merely stating a fact. You, sorry, Eight. You, you rescued your friend? You. Well, I feel like rescued is an over-exaggeration. We merely ripped his body from the wall of the tunnels below this village. We have been traveling with him for... How long has it been, Ro, Arthas? Oh, a little bit longer than a week. Arcturus has been kind enough to be quiet long enough for the two of you to sleep on most of those nights. I appreciate that. Arcturus, here. Try this one. This, And I'll... I grab one of the more paler chunks of cheese and waft it close to his mouth. The skull opens up its jaw and waits for you to put... I'll throw it in. The skull starts clapping its teeth and you can hear the distinct sound of bone clapping against bone. You, as the mouth opens, you do notice that the cheese is not actually being chewed or digested. <laughs> Suddenly the skull stops moving and you hear, mmm, Bree, I've missed the taste of that. You can taste? Not quite, but I remember. Do we have wine? Wine would be delicious right now. Wine always goes good with Bree. Maybe some, maybe some caramelized nuts. Mm. I will, Cranberries. There's a if there's a way to grab the piece of cheese from underneath the skull. So, in order to do so, you would have to lift Arcturus up. Okay, I will very, very, very slowly lift Arcturus up and grab the piece of cheese. It's not chewed, right? It's just, it was just. Nope. It's just. It's as if you had set it on the table. Yeah. Would you like another piece? The skull opens up and waits. I'll place it in there again. Same thing, clapping of bone. And then eventually it stops. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's been so long. I have an idea. They did not offer wine earlier as a, as a drink, but here, maybe perhaps we can get you some, some ale. No, Nora, can we get an empty, empty glass, please? An, an empty mug? Perhaps, perhaps. Row, and and I've noticed the cheese like just being placed on the table. Perhaps for the sake of reducing potential mess, we can ask for and I'll gesture towards Big Mood's cask, a bath. Precisely. Yeah, same idea. Nora does come over with your ale, Row, and an empty vessel. Sets them both on the table, and I'll be. 
back shortly with the food. Wonderful, Nora. She pauses, turns around. Her head slowly tilts down to look at this skull. Looks up at the three of you. Looks at Big Mood. It's not mine, so... Our companion would like some wine. Do you have wine? I don't mind. We haven't taken inventory of the casks we just arrived, so unfortunately we can't sell them. Perhaps we could pay double? I will talk to Reg. Because he's the one that has to take inventory. Oh, Reg, yes. Tell him that his new new friends would like some wine. I'm sure he would be happy to help arrange that. She slowly nods her head up and down, again looks down at the skull, and turns and walks back towards the kitchen, kind of haltingly. As they were explaining that to, to Nora, I was propping Arturus up onto the, the cup vessel and angling it in such a way that when he opens his mouth, I could just pour some ale into that cup. Yeah. Yeah, easy enough. Okay, this, this is a bit of an experiment, Arturus, but I just want to see what would happen. And I will pour just as like a sip of, you know, a sip of ale. How's that? Ah. Uh, that tastes like... Actually, no. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. It tastes like... But you can taste it. Cow piss. Okay. Learning new things. The head, like, stops for a second. And you hear... Oh. Sorry. Present company excluded. Mr. Mood. Big big Mood. Mood? It works. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your table with us. Um, sure. What brings you into town? Oh, well, uh, it's a little bit of a long story, but um, I'll keep it short. Um, so, uh, I, I'm on my first, uh, I'm on my first big adventure, actually. I, uh, my my family, uh, they're they're adventurers. Uh, you might have heard of them, the the traveling Moody's. They're pretty well known, um, kind of famous. Um, a couple songs written about them, but you know I don't want to brag because I'm not in it. But they they were adventurers, and uh, a couple of years ago uh, they left and they they just never came back. And um, uh, we run an adventuring store a couple towns over. Uh, used to it's uh, now it's a sort of an upcycled uh, floral art um, space. Uh, I use the old adventuring gear to put plants on it. Uh, we call it pedal to the metal. And um, uh, so by trade, I'm, I'm sort of a floral artist, uh, a flartist, if you will. And, um, but folks around town got to talk in and business started to dry up because folks were mad that, you know, I, I changed the store over that my family was gone and they're so nice and famous. Um, so I figured I'd go out and uh, try to find them. And I heard heard word that my, my brother and sister uh, been seen around these parts lately. Uh, so I stopped in to see what I could do about uh, seeing if they're still here. That was a lot. Um, Not at all. I, too, am on my first adventure currently. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, all the way from Balcora. 
Balcora. Wow. That's so big mood. You would know that Balcora is the name of the Western continent. That's amazing. I, I've, I've never been there. My, my family went there one time. Um, they really liked it. So yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm sure they did. I'm liking this area too. Yulela. Yeah, me too. Me too. It feels like a big first adventure. You know, I don't know. I thought maybe a lot of times I hear that you folks just like, you know, round up lost pigs or something. Um, you know, for first adventures, but um, but I like a challenge. So, what are, what's uh, what are, what are you adventuring for? I I I hope you are able to find your 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 family. Well, I don't mean to speak for my companions. So my main purpose is to go out and see the world. I am very interested in the magical systems here of this continent. So you see, Balcora is more inclined towards clockworks and technology and and making mechanical things move and work for you whereas here it's appears much more straightforward much more easier direct with magic eight here uses their spoon to create food and make lights and all these different things whereas bakura it it would be a whole mess of things with lighting torches oils and um cold fire it's quite quite different I can also conjure chickens. Wow. That's amazing. You can do all that with a spoon? That's more. Deep. I mean, that is just a small sampling of my magical capabilities. I am still learning to perfect my arts. You see, this is also my first foray into the realm of adventuring. My mother kept me fairly uh, cooped up in a study, uh, serving as her caretaker, cook, housekeeper errand worker letter writer tea maker gardener landscaper chimney sweep there were a lot of things to do around the old house you see I also departed on a quest for knowledge and experience but now and I'll lean in just barely like missing putting my hands in the cheese. Now I am traveling for the purposes of discovering what caused hundreds of children to go missing on the eve of a festival. And then I'll like quickly lean back. It's quite the daunting task. Wow, yeah. I I, I was worried about Jerry going missing, but all those kids, that's that's a lot to undertake on your first adventure. That's admirable though. Can you Look, I don't, I don't, you probably get asked this all the time, but can, can you do the chicken thing, like right now? Right now, right now? Yeah. It has been some time since I have summoned eight junior, and I'll, I'll look down and mutter, I really wish we had named eight junior something different, but I would be happy to oblige if none of the rest of the table objects to the appearance of a magical chicken. Bring forth the chicken. And Ro looks up as he is moving um, Arcturus down onto the table and putting a piece of uh, darker cheese uh, <laughs> into the slot. Uh, I don't mind at all. No, I worry about, maybe might want to ask the establishment first, if maybe after we get our food. Ro, you know as well as I do that 8 Junior does not make any mess. This is true. Yes, another wonderful feat. All right. Bring forth your 
Rhode Island Red. R-H-O-A-D. Very distinct from the state, Rhode Island. What difficulty do you want to make the check? Um, you've done it a couple times now. Go ahead and make it easy. I will flick my wrist, and from the underside of my gauntleted forearm, a little compartment pops up, and the spoon just kind of pops out like a piece of Pez coming out of a Pez dispenser. And I will take it in my hand, brandish it, and swirl it around the empty space at the table. And as I wave the spoon in a circular pattern, you would see my eyes shift from a violet color, and the lenses would change to almost like an indigo with a starry pattern. As I wave the wooden utensil and say, presto, chicken-o. And that's four successes and an advantage. So just as with before in the underground, the air around us kind of swirls a little bit. Uh, There is no sudden dust cloud though, because it is infinitely cleaner up here. So it's literally just the movement of the table. Uh, Perhaps if there's any like napkins or cloth scraps on the table, they might get caught up or, or wave a little bit as the sudden shift in air brushes across them. But uh, you see kind of, you feel this swirling pattern and then in an instant it collapses in on itself with a thick density and in a central point, a red feathered chicken appears, fairly normal sized for its breed and it just is there on the table. Voila, eight junior my most stalwart companion. And I will, like, scritch the waddle under 8 Junior's beak. The chicken is, like, tilting its head. Holy cow. No, that is a chicken. Holy chicken. Holy chicken. Wow. How'd you do that? To be quite frank, I am not sure. We have already discussed the moral ramifications with the summoning and desummoning of a chicken, though we remain mystified as to where this chicken actually comes from. The moral quandary is whether or not this chicken has been transported from someplace else, or if it is simply created from nothingness and then returned to the magical essence from which it has been created. And like, as I'm talking, I just kind of hope that 8 Junior is like pecking at the table and slowly turning to the cheese. (laughs) Oh, it totally is. Like I said, this is... This is the chicken from Moana. Like, this thing is actually not even caring about the cheese. It is pecking at Arcturus's head. And you hear, stop, stop, stop it, stop it. Somebody stop the chicken. Eight Junior likes you. It, 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 I don't know if it, 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 it hurts. Tell it to stop. I will pick up the chicken. Oh, thank you, Arthas. Appreciate that. Do you smell that? It smells like... Oh, sausages. And it is about this time when Nora comes with two trays. One that has this pile of steaming, uh, charred, grilled sausages. And she places that in front of Arthas. And then the other one has a plate with all the eggs and toast and everything else that you had ordered, Ro. Uh, Nora, can I, can I please have an empty plate, please? Sure. Um... I'll be right back. Thank you. It's for putting Arcturus on and putting some of my food in his mouth and putting it onto the plate. She does come back in short order with a plate. 
and then leaves you all to your business. Big Mood, you said you are looking for your siblings. Do they look like you? Or are they perhaps not genetically related? Oh, uh, no, we're all, um, we're all minotaurs. Um, the, uh, they're a little shorter. I, I was always the biggest by a lot, um, which is where the big in big mood comes from, if, if it wasn't clear before. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're fine. You know, they, they, they get into sibling rivalry, you know, them. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're a little more mischievous than myself, but uh, we look pretty similar. Um, yeah, Samson has a white spot over uh, his right eye, and Nev has a white spot over her um, left eye. So, but you know, the nice thing about being a Minotaur in in this this part of the world is that you know we sort of stand out. You know, I don't want to break. I, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm I'm an attraction. A little bit of an attraction, you know. You'd fit it right in with us. Well, that would be that would be great. I I'd, I'd love to fit in with you. Um, that's probably not a thing people say out loud. I, uh, you know, I. Yeah, uh, you know this, you know this is kind of perfect if you think about it. Uh, you know, as the uh, former proprietor of an adventuring store um, for twenty years, uh, top in the business, uh, we, I learned a thing or two about adventuring. Uh, number one, uh, you, you meet up in a tavern. That's where it all starts. And number two, uh, spot the ups and downs and hilarious misunderstandings on the way. Over the course of the adventure, you become best friends. And that is both of the things that I learned. That's perfect for you, eight. My, my mouth has just kind of slowly opened as you, you say you're too rules. I look to Ro, and then I look to Arthas, and I say, we spend an inordinate amount of time in bars and taverns, and we are best friends, despite all of our quirks, oddities, ups and downs, and misunderstandings. We truly are adventurers, aren't we? You had any doubts? This must have been divine providence for us to meet Ferdinand Moody. Tell me, Ferdinand, you say that you and your siblings would be hard to miss. Has anyone seen them? Oh, uh, well, you know, now that you mention it, I probably should have asked at any point uh, during this, but I, I was sort of caught up on the rules and I felt like I needed to meet the adventurers first before I could start asking questions. So I'm a little bit of a stickler for the rules. So no, no, I haven't. Um, but uh, point of order, uh, GM, um, do I have the thing? That, oh, okay. Um, okay, uh, mood uh, reaches um, into it, into his, uh, into his overalls. He pulls out uh, this kind of large rolled uh, piece of parchment um, that he unfurls um, toward everyone. He's like, "I found this uh, when I came into town, and 
although I'm a stickler for the rules, I also uh, know an opportunity when I see one. So I pick this up and I show it to the group. So what the three of you would see is a very large piece of parchment, almost like a poster board. You can see that the corners have been torn as if it was maybe nailed to something and has been removed. It has in large letters, wanted. And then this really uh, awkward drawing of a very scary, monstrous looking face, almost as if like maybe a 10 year old drew it kind of thing. Um, and then underneath the face, you see livestock thief approach with caution, reward if killed. I'll look at it and regard it for a moment. Pardon me, friends, but is it not strange that whoever created this poster would reward those who wind up being killed? It, yeah, I, this is my first wanted poster. I don't know what the answer is. Is that weird? It's pretty straightforward. I mean, I've never done this before either, but I, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Right? I don't know if that's weird. So, so your plan, big mood, is to go on this adventure, uh, take take this sort of message board contract, complete it, in hopes that you will find your your siblings. I, I've I've I found it. It was posted up, and I thought that I I needed to take it so that way, uh, when when we when we recover, when we when we solve the mystery. Uh, we can turn the poster in along with the suspect um, so they know what we got, you know? Isn't that how it works? You gotta like show them, like this is what I'm bringing you, you know, for context. I, I don't know. I mean, do you think, do you think they mean there's a reward for, for killing the thief? That seems mean. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it says reward if killed. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't really know what this drawing is, you know, but sometimes folks think that we're scary looking, you know. It, it looks it looks like a child made it. Is there any sort of like any sort of official marking on it saying that it came from some sort of official authority? Oh, uh, I don't. And I'm, I'm and and I'm studying it too. Like, is there a seal or, or like a signature at some point? No seal or signature, but Big Mood would know where he found it. Yeah, this was uh, it was on the, a big big bulletin board uh, in the middle of town. So I I also thought maybe if if this drawing of a scary monster isn't one of my siblings, maybe. Uh, since they're adventurers, maybe they saw it already, and they're they're also trying to solve this mystery. And wouldn't it be funny if we met up while we were trying to solve the same mystery? And what if I beat them to it? You know, that'd be pretty wild. That, that would, yes, <laughs> it'd be quite fortuitous. Like, you know, oh hey, look, brothers, I'm better at adventuring than you. Haha, take that. Right? Yeah, yeah. They would hate that. They think flowers are dumb. Flowers are not dumb. Flowers are beautiful. 
I'm going to interrupt real quick. Arthas, could you give me a vigilance check, please, and give it to me at average difficulty? And I think eight gives you a boost for that for heightened awareness. And I think it's two because you're within gauged range, right? You're right next to eight. One advantage. Okay. What would you like to do with that advantage? You want to heal that strain you took? I would love that. Okay. Arthas, while this conversation is going on, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're inhaling your sausages, which is why you tend to be, or tending to be pretty quiet? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. You take a minute to, to breathe after inhaling about half of this link chain of sausages. And first you thought you heard something, but then, nah, nah, you're just imagining it. You must have been just hearing the noise of the grease splattering in your cheek. And as the conversation continues to go and Big Mood is talking about hopefully finding this, this creature that's on this wanted poster or, or this person, whatever it may be, you hear it again, but this time it's clearer. You hear screaming outside. And then you hear the sound of footsteps. And just as you're turning to see where that noise is coming from, all four of you hear the tavern door slam open and there is standing a young woman, uh, probably a teenager, her hair, her clothes, all a mess. She's panting. <sighs> I need help. Jerry's dead. I take off running. You take off running. We'll end the session and, and then we'll be back at it. Not Jerry. Jerry, no. Not Jerry. Poor Jerry. Not Jerry. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, champion of Offham, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. Big Mood is played by our guest, Warrior. You can follow him on Twitter at WarriorMN.